dark going brazen. I'm in the dark trying to make a baby. I'm in the dark like fuck you, pay me. I need my hunters dark blue like the Yankees. Loaded, losing my focus. Need a bitch in the bins, not a full focus. I'm in the dark, I don't trust you, I'm toting. YG on bullshit, you already know it. My life dark. The Lamborghini red, but it's dark. I drive mines in the dark, you leave it park. Trust issue. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gritty Sports Podcast. This is season five, episode nine. And we're going to start the show talking about something that really grabbed John's attention. Uh, I'm with John Seven and Ryan together. I got the full crew here today. I'm Josh Wagner. Um, hello, hello, so hello. We were talking about the poundage on breasts <laughs> before the show started. And John, why don't you go ahead and get into the epiphany that you had just dropped on your head? So Josh was letting me know that... A pair of double D boobs, each boob weighs about 11 pounds. Can be, yes. Can be about 11 pounds. That's 22 pounds of boob. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to other things that are 22 pounds, like a large cat. A large cat is 22 pounds. Trig is smaller than 22 pounds. That means bigger than Trig. So a house cat, and Trig's not a skinny cat. No, he's a a healthy-sized cat. How much do you think this table weighs in total? Table's probably heavy. Table's probably like 30, 30 pounds, pounds, 35, 35 yeah. 45? So a pair of boobs carry about as much <laughs> so to speak. Wow. So it's it's definitely quite I'm the revelation. Mind-boggled. You need to be careful. Watch your head. Do you guys remember the show Mansers? Yes. There was uh, one, like, Manser about this woman who would, like, crush things with her boobs. Like, yeah, you've like, seen videos. Like, watermelons like yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it, like, resurface on Twitter every once in a while. Um, and I was just like, wow. That is, and oh, that's a skill. It's a skill. Is, this is more incentive for you to be on top with your lover <laughs> instead of her being on top. Because then... Safety. Yeah, then you have these big bags in front of you that have the potential of knocking you clean yeah. out. You could knock teeth out. You need to be safe. Be safe out there, gritty sports listeners. Safe sex. <laughs> Practice it. It's more than just a condom. It's, it's become more than just a condom. <laughs> you need to buy Definitely. one of those, that headgear that boxers wear. Mm-hmm. Either that or get some, like, wrestling ear things so you don't get cauliflower yeah, ear. Cauliflower ear? ear? Yeah. That, that's dangerous. From all the heavy rubbing. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Especially uh, if you're with a pregnant woman. Because oh. they get larger mm-hmm. and heavier and because the, of the wa- milk. And the water yeah. weight. Yeah. The water weight's probably a lot more. The milk, they're probably going to mm-hmm. weigh We're 20 or uh, 15 pounds. <laughs> it's it's not crazy to think Could about Could you imagine that. a 25-pound tit? <laughs> No. It's dangerous. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things like in your common life that weigh about 11 pounds right now. I mean, you've all seen the 10-pound dumbbell, you know. Of course. You, you do the, uh, the bicep raises with it. Just the fact that that is how much one weighs is... It's the fact that you have to think about boobs as a hazardous <laughs> item now in your life is something you've never known because, you know, you see a pair of boobies and you think, I want to put my face in them. But... Now you have to be cautious. A gallon of paint is about 11 pounds. Jesus. <laughs> uh, two times as heavy as a chihuahua. Okay. Uh, yeah, house cat. <laughs> an 11-pound bowling ball. That person's an idiot. Anything that would be 11 pounds described. I was wondering what a that gallon of milk weighs. Probably about that. Maybe less. Yeah. 
I thought you were looking it up, John. No, I don't. Okay. I have nothing else to say. All right. All right, let's go into the sports. <laughs> <laughs> the grit has happened, now the sports. Yeah, uh, all right, so we're talking about the Stanley Cup Finals. I will uh, just prelude this by our team has one less appendix now, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to get out here and act like nothing happened. <laughs> yep. We almost just, lost our good friend It's Josh. already happened. <laughs> I'm not going to blame the medical field for totally botching this whole situation, and I almost had sepsis which is the infection of blood in the body. So, I won't get into it. We almost lost you. We almost had to start a GoFundMe. It's all right, Josh. You're still here. Yep. But and that's what uh, spurred the uh, 11-pound conversation, in case anyone was wondering. It went from Josh isn't able to lift it to the boob. Yep. Josh could not lift a boob I right now. Lift, it would, I couldn't it I could, could barely him. lift a B cup. Yep. <laughs> it could kill him. It would give me a hernia. It wouldn't kill me. No, it'd kill you. Yes. It would, it would definitely set me back a ways. So keep all boobs away from me for now because I'm gay. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So into the finals. I only said that because Ryan was talking about coming out. During yeah, I was about to say, I thought I was the one coming out today, yeah. not you. I thought we were looking for, like, subscribers, like, big time, making waves. But uh, so the Stanley Cup finals... Game one happened. We haven't talked about it yet, so we'll just uh, breeze over it real quick and a couple of stats and things I was looking at um, because we didn't have hockey for a little over a week, so there's a lot to look at. But Bruins won 4-2. They lead the series 1-0. It was a tight game. It was 3-2 for a long time. Boston had the empty netter. Of course, it had to be Brad Marchand that scored it, whatever, padding his own stats. He's a rat fuck. (laughs) Um, Agreed. And, yeah, there's no other way around that. It's just, you know. You have a team bias. You're going to like the guy that plays for your team. It's the way it always has been. Um, and the game one winner of the Stanley Cup has won 73% of the time. But they didn't win last year. They didn't win last year. The most important Stanley Cup ever. <laughs> I had to think back and see if the Penguins won, and they didn't win a lot of their game ones either. So I don't know how it could be as high as 73%. Stat breakers. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins, though, they continue to get depth scoring, which I find very interesting because all year long they were a one-line team. They got a goal from uh, Curleray. Uh, he had a goal and an assist, and they got another goal from their blue line, or actually two goals from the blue line with Clifton and uh, Chucky McAvoy. And uh, the defense was great for the Bruins. The Blues only had 20 shots. Uh, they were all over the place. Boston had five power plays, and they were all in basically the second period, which I thought was a little suspect. When another team gets too many power plays, I start to kind of turn my nose up at it a little bit. But they only went one for five. But you guys know, you spend so much time on the power play, the other team gets a little tired. You get a lot of momentum going from having the man advantage and being at home at the same time. Um, So that was bad for the Blues. Um, The Blues were up, actually, 2-0 in the game at one point, and they just took too many penalties. They washed themselves out. They got outshot 38-20 in part because of those five power plays. And um, on the blue side of things, Braden Shen was really good. He had two points, six shots, and uh, Jordan uh, Bennington uh, is six and two after losses this playoffs. He had uh, 35 saves. So he was still pretty good compared to how the Blues played in front of him. Yeah, I thought his play in game one was very important for the rest of the series. Like if he would have came out and laid an egg, uh, I think we – there would have been a little more panic for the Blues. Yeah. But they, they competed in that game really well. The 
turning point was definitely in the second half or the second period with all those uh, penalties and stuff coming out ahead. And uh, the crowd was really not a factor at all in game one. It was very quiet uh, until the end where uh, they started to pour on those extra goals. So uh, I thought they did a a good job. You want to always get ahead on the road, but, of course, they could not finish. But very entertaining hockey game. I think uh, any casual fan who turned it on that just watched the Cup would be pretty uh, pretty pleased. John's not watching it. I didn't watch it. That's all right. A minute of it. You don't have to. I hate the Bruins. I don't I either. That's why I bet on the Blues. That's the only reason. And like you said, like the Blues played a pretty good game. I <laughs> thought they got away from what's gotten them there to this point, which is really good defense, playing within the team unit. Mm-hmm. When they got ahead 2 nothing, they did the opposite of what a lot of teams do. They started getting lazy, and they started making stupid mistakes. You know, you got to play in tight with a two-goal lead, uh, especially into the second period. You know, you want to get pucks deep, forecheck, and take your chances when they come. And with Game 2 going on tonight, in my opinion, you're never really in trouble until you lose a home game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if the Blues could somehow steal one here in Boston – it would give the margin of error a lot, you know, it would ease up for them, mm-hmm. for the Blues. Because if they lose tonight, then they're going to have to win two at home. This is a Blues team where most of the guys don't have a shred of experience. There are a lot of journeymen, you know, blue-collar players that have never been in this type of situation. So I think they're going to have to win tonight. The Blues need to get ahead and play smarter like they did in Game 1. They could learn from that. And... You know, you have to stick to your game plan in these kinds of games because obviously Boston's a more talented team on paper and they have the pedigree and they've played in these situations before. Tuka Rask is playing out of his mind as well from time to time. So like I was saying about game one, with the Blues, they have to play more opportunistic. They have to play more like the New Jersey Devils back in the late 2000s. They need to clog the neutral zone. They need to... You know, put more pucks on net, honestly, as well. 20 shots in one game is not enough shots. And most of them were in the first, like, yeah, 30 minutes exactly. or so. I think they it took them, like, 10 minutes in the third period to register even a shot. So mm. they got to play a whole 60 minutes, which can be tough. Um, but the waves come and go. Game two, every game's different with the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, it can be dictated within 30 seconds. And uh, they're just going to have to get deep into the zone. They're going to have to get bodies in front. Jaden Swartz has got to get himself more involved. He's their leading goal scorer. He had 12 goals coming into this series for the playoffs. He's only got one shot in game one. Um, And for the rest of the series, the Blues are going to have to win at home. And they're going to try and close it out or at least get a lead as soon as possible because the longer the games go on, the longer, you know, the competitiveness rises up. I think that's a big advantage for the Bruins. They're a team full of grit. I, I would probably say the team most like the Bruins in the West would be the Blues. They're a team with a lot of, you know, not star power per se, but a lot of role players, a lot of journeymen, a lot of guys that you don't want to play with when you're playing NHL. Uh, <laughs> but they get the job done in key situations. They have great face-off guys, both teams. So, I mean, I think this is a series that goes six at least. I'd like to see it go seven from an outside perspective because I just want to watch more hockey. But uh, my prediction for tonight, I'm taking the Blues to win it in a low-scoring game, 2-1. to one. Um, I think Bennington's probably going to have 30-plus saves. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and take the under, I got the props for today's game. The Blues are plus 145 to win tonight. 
uh, as they're on the road. The Bruins are minus 165. The over-under is 5.5, which it was in game one. They hit six, but barely with the empty netter. So I'm comfortable taking the under again. And that's where most of the money's going at 141. Um, so that's where I would stick my money. I'd take the under and I'd take the blues. Yeah, I uh, have already put in my bet for the entire series. I've picked the blues to win because I don't want Bruins blood money. I don't want to be rooting with Tyler. I want to be rooting against yeah. him. So uh, I, of course, had to go that way. And with plus money, that's, uh, of course, not a bad bet. And uh, like Josh said, the Blues and Bruins, relatively similar teams. So uh, grind it out, take the plus money, and uh, that's what I would do tonight as well, take the Blues uh, road team. They are coming off a loss. Josh gave uh, Bennington stats after a loss earlier, and they're very good. He's a good goalie, was strong in game one, and – Hopefully they can just, if they get a lead, hunker down a little bit more because they game one was theirs to take uh, with that early lead. Yeah, I think the moment, you know, when you're up 2 nothing after one period against a team that's supposed to be better than you, your emotions get a little high. They yeah. come out in the second. They start making dumb penalties. Um, you know, and that's on the coaching staff and the discipline of the team. I think they'll come back a little bit stronger. And that's why I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I don't think people are going to be flying around like they were in game one. People are going to settle in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they were flying. All right, so that's our Stanley Cup. Um, I'm taking the Bruins in six. What do you guys have from here? Blues in seven. Blues in five. Nice. Oh, gonna My guy. My guy. Circle the wagons. <laughs> Damn, that's a hell of I a love prediction. it, John. That prediction oozes great. Play Gloria. Gloria. Play that should have been our intro. That should be it. It will be when they win. Of course. That? All right, so let's move over to the NBA <laughs> Finals now. I just wanted to talk about your guys' favorite players to watch for this series, some of the keys for the Raptors, and then just a couple of prop bets, and Ryan's got some talking points as well here. So I'll just start out, and then I'll let Ryan take a couple. Um, so your players to watch – Mine, and I stole this from uh, Get Up because I was in the hospital for so long, but I saw an interesting stat about Fred Vlan uh, Vliet. Nice. And uh, since his kid was born, uh, before that he was averaging like four and a half points a game. In the three games since his kid has been born, he's had 13, 21, and 14, and his field goal percentage has been over 50% in all of those games coming off the bench. Yeah, they said he averaged like a solid 16 since his boy was born. Yep, so... He's going to have another kid soon. Big He's just going to start adopting throughout the finals if he gets an off day. So Fred Van Vliet I like is it. my player to watch. Vanderbilt. Yep. Uh, I'll Kyle take, Lowry. Okay. Sorry. Kyle Lowry. Uh, the reason why I say Kyle Lowry is because I think he sucks. But he's played very well. He played very well in the Eastern Conference Finals and was a key contributor to going right along with Kawhi Leonard to handle the Milwaukee Bucks. He's a great defender. I don't know what he's going to really do against Steph, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Lowry for hoping that he can give him 15, 16 points. And, uh, well, it seems some like stout anybody defense. who just like sticks it in Steph's craw for a couple games can at least just, get in his head. He's fat and slow. That's, that's the problem. I True. Thought. I'm looking at his stat. He had a pretty good well. series against yeah. the Bucks. He played well. Yeah, I didn't realize that because yeah, I'm did. so used to shitting on him. No, he he had to play good against the Bucks. Yeah. He had to. 
But, yeah, I, I think Kyle Lowry will have to do really good. One thing I'm interested to see there, if he does start to play well or if the Warriors will just start Clay out on him, he, he might never get going. Yeah. Like, Clay w- will shut Kyle Lowry down if he's uh, lined up against him. Um, my player to watch, I think, that will be very important in this series, especially if the Raptors want to have a chance, is uh, Siakam yes. and the matchup with Draymond Green, especially when the Warriors are going to run the pick and roll like you know that they're always going to. Siakam is a pretty long, athletic guy. Plays good defense, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens whenever he, uh, he, really he gets well caught in the too. switch. Oh, yeah, he can shoot. He was one of my favorite uh, late picks on the draft app this year for whenever I would do uh, the NBA slates because he could he can get you uh, points for sure. So I think he will be one of the most important players in this series. And just like just a passing thought, and then I'll get into your points, Ryan. But, you know, how about the fact that like a year ago, not at this point, but a couple months um, when the Raptors made the trade for Kawhi and gave up DeMar DeRozan and yeah. you know made that shocking trade when they knew they may just be getting Kawhi for one year. I mean, mm-hmm. is it possible to say that the Raptors won that trade? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the finals now. Yeah, I think so. It was a ballsy move, and well, it paid off. If you're the Raptors, like, obviously you want to win it all, but you have to be kind of realistic and understand that, like, you're going up against the Warriors right now. This is pretty much all you could ever ask. This is, like, the most successful season you could possibly ask for is being in this yeah, position. and they've been one seeds before, and mm-hmm. they didn't get it done. So, I mean, honestly, kudos to them for changing up what they saw was a broken system, firing a coach that was coach of the year that year. I know I shit on them a lot for that. Yeah. Firing yeah. the coach of the year. I didn't think – I mean, I still don't think it was his fault. Yeah. But, like – it, it was risky, and it, yeah. I think that move, obviously, you can say paid off now. They and pressed the, all the right buttons. Yeah. The fact that they traded for Kawhi, saying, hey, look, we think you can take us to a championship, now do it. And getting rid of DeRozan, and who the, was the whole team. Yeah, that could have that could have given all Kawhi needed to resign, yeah. too. Like, yeah. Knowing that a team has that much faith in him to just yeah. trade away their superstar yeah. for him. and then, Just looking back and, at it, it's impressive. And they're... The Raptors owner has said multiple times that he thinks Kawhi is the best player in the world, yeah. which, I mean, it's a waste on what this playoffs is. You could have a hard time arguing I mean, that. Yeah, definitely it's a not, top five guy. He's definitely yeah. a top three guy, three, four guy. But and the way, yeah, the way Kawhi's played all year, it's it's definitely an argument to be had, but... But you could, gonna, play in the East. you could see the, but like, you could see the argument for best player in the world right yeah. now. You could definitely see it. Um, but yeah, that'll take me into one of the first things I have right now is who... If assuming Kevin Durant comes back in this series, who will have been the best player to play in this series? Steph Curry. You think so? Yes. Even if KD comes Steph back, Steph Curry's Western Conference Finals was something that I haven't seen since LeBron, is, like a couple years. Is back. Kevin Durant expected to come back? Yeah, he yeah. Said he's traveling. So yeah, he could play game two. Yeah, I think he'll probably play game two. And DeMarcus Cousins could also play by you, game two. Do you think the Warriors are better off with or without Kevin Durant at this point? With Kevin Durant. Yeah. They're rolling. They have, yeah, they have, that was one of the other have, things I had there, is that that is so stupid. Yeah, People who say that, that that a team could be better without one the of the best two, players the in the world player, yeah. d- doesn't make any sense. Their stats are really good without Kevin Durant. Though. It's just because yeah. they can. They don't have to worry it's about... It's just more on Steph's plate. That's not another person getting a yeah, touch. Exactly. It's like Guys can get their rhythm more. It's just there's only so many possessions in basketball. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really don't think that you can ever say team... I really respect you that. for doing that because you hate Kevin Durant so much. So uh, kudos yeah, to you. Thanks. <laughs> I think the best player is going to be probably Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I mean, he's... 
going to be playing close to 48 minutes this whole series, I would anticipate. So he's going to be out there the most. And there was some sort of stat that he's shooting like over 55% on long twos and contested twos, mm. which has never been done before in the playoffs. This guy is pulling up and shooting wherever the hell he wants and he's scoring. Yeah. And I don't see that stopping. I mean, the Warriors are a great team, but a great defensive team. I don't think anyone has ever claimed that. So I think Kawhi is really just going to do whatever he wants mm-hmm. to do. Uh, probably still going to lose most of those games. But, like, Kawhi is going to be grabbing, like, 12 to 14 boards and probably 30, 40 points a night. Yeah, he, and he's going to get used a lot more in the front court and get a lot of those rebounds, too, because I don't think the Raptors are going to be touching Gasol off the bench because – they don't. They really haven't used him against centers like all year, or teams that don't have centers all year. And the Warriors like never play with one, and they're definitely not going to in the playoffs. Yeah. You're just about to see a guy play as falls off. Yeah. for the next week or so. Yeah, he'll he'll be playing. It's gonna like, be very literally admirable. the whole game. Yeah. he'll he'll play like the entire second half yep. of, of every game for sure. Um, so another one uh, point I have on here, and I think a lot of this has to do. With Kawhi Leonard, if you look at the lines for the games in Vegas, the over-under totals, the point spread itself, I feel like Kawhi is, like, the main driving factor behind all of these. Because, like, I think it's getting a little overblown because there's so many other individual good players on the Warriors, and I just think that I don't understand why Vegas seems to be, like, falling for that trap. I don't know. I just want to see what you guys thought about Well, that. I think for game one at least, Vegas is always going to be a little bit more conservative because they want to see what the matchups are going to look like. They have to they have to favor Golden State, but Golden State's playing in Toronto, correct? Yes. Yeah, but so, one point? I don't know. Well, it would it, it's basically four or five with throwing away the points because they're on the road. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, it's got to be tight because Toronto at home has been really good. Kawhi has been really good. They both had so much rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'll just be a tight game. I I also think it's going to be a little bit on the lower scoring side, just because they've had so much time off, and there's going to be a little bit more defense. So I mean, I don't know what the over under is. I assume it's probably like two fifteen to two thirty, but I would take the under. Yeah, and also Steph versus the Raptors. I'm trying to find it. I don't know if you guys saw it. it was like the Raptors are two and zero against the Warriors this season. Yeah, so. but like Steph's career numbers versus the Raptors are like. Insane. I I can't find it, but uh, I think he's like they're like his best numbers against any individual team is against the Raptors because Kyle, Kyle Lowry's trash. Yeah, so that I'm I think uh, like wh- when you said Steph, uh, Steph could be the best player in the series, like I don't know if he's the best player in the world right now, but I think he might win the MVP of the series because Kyle Lowry is so bad. He he should have got the first MVP over Iguodala, but <clears throat> yeah, Steph. How many? MVPs does Steph have? Just one? No finals MVPs. He has no none? Finals MVPs, no. Yeah. KD has and two he's and the chalk. He's minus 145 to win the MVP. He, he is a unanimous MVP, but LeBron doesn't. Oh. Next time. Oh, that actually brings me to a great one. Sure. That's about LeBron. So, if the Raptors somehow can win this series, does that hurt LeBron's legacy and yes. his comeback from 3-1 rap against the Warriors? I don't think it 
don't well, think it the Raptors will also have to come back from three one. <laughs> but I don't think it hurts his three one legacy. No, but I'm just it saying just like his legacy as a well, just like well, that was the only time they beat him. So I'm just saying I, I was just more being specific I, about that final. I don't think it matters. I think it would be more of a dig at the current state of the Warriors if they were to lose. This. That's what I would Going hope. Into an uncertain that's what summer. I would hope. But I feel like people like John, and that's why I brought this up because I feel like people <laughs> like John will will say. That if Kawhi can beat the Warriors, then it's not impressive that LeBron did. Therefore, I didn't even Jordan call. Goat. I didn't even call Kawhi the best player in the NBA. I stuck with LeBron. Okay, just like five minutes ago. Oh, just so you're fine. aware, Jordan is the goat. But <clears throat> that's for another topic. All right, just some quick hitters here. Uh, since I have it in front of me, the total has hit in ten of the last Golden State uh, fifteen, the last fifteen Golden State games. <laughs> Uh, Golden State is six and zero straight up in its last six games. Golden State is sixteen and four against Toronto in its last twenty games. Piggybacking off of you talking about Steph and Toronto, yeah. uh, Toronto's two and zero against Golden State this year. Uh, Toronto is four and one against the spread the last five games, so they've done a good job covering even if they did lose. Uh, and the total has hit for the over in six of Toronto's last eight games against Golden State. So both teams tend to score. Yeah. There's some delay out there. I think it's still under for game one, but after that, who knows? Yeah, I would take the under in game one as well, probably. Do you a lot, uh, a lot of time off. have any more points, or should we get into nope, these props? Let's, let's get the props. All right. So just go ahead and give me your reactions and why. The first one is a fun one. Will Drake be thrown out of the NBA Finals? Ooh. Yes at plus 330, no at minus 240. No. The yes at plus three thirty. Will he be thrown out? Those are such yes. crazy, crazy numbers. Oh, that'd be no, fun to know. No, he won't get thrown out. He, I think the only way he could possibly get thrown out is if he like touches Draymond Green. I think and, there's a possibility and, of that happening. And Draymond Green like flops, like he acts like Drake like punched him and just like falls on the ground at his feet or something like that. I just think with all the talk, the referees are going to be like watching him. Yeah. Because like we've had so much time off. They've been talking about Drake just as much as the NBA Finals, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. But like if he just says something to a ref offhand or like he touches a coach or a player, which might happen. Mm-hmm. If somebody gets mad about that, the NBA might step in and be like, you know what, he's a fan. He should not be doing that. Get out of here. He's got stake in the Raptors. He does, but does it matter if he affects the product of the NBA? They're wearing OVO jerseys. (laughs) I don't know. I I think I would be willing to throw like $10 on a plus 330 bet. Yes, me too, but I say no. And then like you you have a stake in the game. Like if the Raptors are getting killed... And, like, Draymond just starts talking his shit. Like, you have something else to be excited about and watch, you know, the game within the game. Um, so I, I'll take the yes. Why not? All right. I, I finally just found the, the Steph Curry against the Raptors stats. He averages 28.6 points, 52% shooting, and 7.8 assists, which are all career highs against any team. So uh, that was one that I saw floating around Twitter, and I think it was a part of, like, a Sports Illustrated article or whatever. But that was the one I was trying to find anyway. But anyway, what was the next prop? All right, the next prop, these are all for game one, which is tomorrow night. Uh, the over-under for Steph Curry's total threes, four-and-a-half made three-pointers, over or under? Over. Over. I like that. I'll take the over. Um, Kawhi Leonard, two and a half three pointers made. Over. I'll take the over in that one as well. Clay Thompson, three point five threes made. Over or under? Over. Clay uh, Bebe. I think I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go three. Can you only make three. 
All right. Uh, the odds of a Draymond Green triple double plus one forty yes, minus one ten no. I'm gonna say no. I'll go yes. Just to I'll take the yes. He's had a lot of triple doubles. Uh, point totals: Kawhi Leonard thirty point five points over or under. Mm. Under. Over. I'll take the over. Uh, Steph thirty one point five. I'm gonna. I'm going under here. I'll take the over on that one. I'll take the over as well. Draymond Green, thirteen point five, over under. Points or like Points. rebounds? Or, okay. Points. I'll go. I'll go over thirteen and a half for him. I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'll take the over. Clay Thompson, twenty two point five, under. Under. I'm sticking with the under as well. I just think they've had a lot of time off. They'll shoot a little crappier than normal. All right, this one's a total bet. The Warriors sweep the series at 9-2 to two odds. Yes or no? No. No. The Raptors sweep the series at 43-1. to That would be fun to put a couple bucks on. <laughs> That's not happening ever. We already know the answer, right? All right, and lastly, your finals MVP predictions. Um, they were talking about it on Pardon My Take, uh, about how they hope that Kawhi is the first uh, losing team MVP since uh, Jerry West, but I think it'll be Steph's time to get his. Uh, the only thing I could see messing that up is if KD comes back and is just like Jesus reborn and drops yeah. like 30 and all the like, final games that he's in. That's where I'm sticking mine. So, yeah. I think Kevin Durant and, gets it. And Kevin Durant probably, What do you have his odds in front of you? I only have Steph's. He's okay. the favorite at minus uh, 145. Well, I imagine I have KD, especially with the injury, has probably very good plus odds to uh, to get this MVP that could be pretty juicy uh, return for you. But I'm not sure, so we'll, we'll try I'm to get that. I'm going to go with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. Steph Curry. <laughs> all right. That's all I have for prop bets, boys. All right. I like them. Did you want to do best ball today or are we done? No. All right. We'll save it for next week. We like got, uh, we'll break down number 25 through 100 next week in our best ball draft. We're actually going to be doing another one here soon because June's coming up. So stay tuned June. for that. Oh. I want to talk about one thing real quick before we go. Hey, you let us, you let us hear. Because I want to see if you guys saw this. My appendix. Because I think it's. I gave it to science. I think it's crazy because this is a story that's kind of been going under the radar for a lot of people. Did you guys see what the Buccaneers did? Like embezzling money. Like I did not. I so, saw Gerald McCoy was got cut. Uh, <laughs> signed and done because too. All right, so so buckle up, folks, because this is some pretty screwed up shit. The Buccaneers basically uh, did, you know, the Deepwater Horizon movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and stuff like that. So that oil spill, um, after that happened, there was like a like government aid for businesses that were in yeah that were like a certain radius away from the Gulf. Mm -hmm. Well, the Buccaneers are like two hundred and forty miles away from the Gulf or something like outside of the radius that could actually be affected. Yeah, but they did some like accounting like sketchy accounting practices with their uh league revenue that they get and basically like filed it in a different month on the the year that the oil spill happened so that it could look like they got a dip in profits during that time span and so because they showed that dip in profits the government gave them 
$20 million, and they were told they had to return that money, uh, like, last week. And I just feel like that's a crazy thing that has not been talked about very much in the media. Yeah, dude, it was nuts. And I was just like, imagine being the guy who's, like, sitting in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, executive meeting and being like, hey, so I have this plan how we can steal $20 million from disaster relief money, but all we have to do is just change some accounting methods. I just feel like that that was insane to propose, and I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with it. But they, well, and they didn't. Did not. Jason, Jason Litched is their GM. Never heard of him before. Never heard of him. He's probably new with the Bruce Arians crew, I would yeah. imagine. But all right, interesting. Shame on you, Buccaneers. I tell him. Shame. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> They're a shitty team, anyways. They are. It's whatever. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.